0: When you take the mask off, you can begin to see in ways that you couldn't see before. You can begin to move in ways that you couldn't move before. And you began to communicate in a way that you couldn't communicate before. So let's take the mask off in ministry and begin to operate with character and integrity. Welcome to Wesley Amy Zion Church, where we're working the vineyard through faith, worship, witness, and service. Today, Pastor Jones shares a message from the book of 2 Corinthians, chapter four, entitled, The Unmasked Ministry, let's go into the word. Of the book of 2 Corinthians, chapter 4. Uh, Bishop Starnes has read the <laughs> verses earlier in your hearing. I want to lift up verses 1 and 2 Amen. out of that, I'm about to use that big word here, out of that pericope. Amen. Amen. <laughs> <That's it>. <laughs> <laughs> And it reads, coming from the New International Version, therefore, since through God's mercy, we have this ministry, we do not lose heart. Rather, we have renounced secret and shameful ways. We do not use deception, nor do we distort the word of God. On the contrary, by setting forth the truth plainly, We commend ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of God. And if you would allow me to also read it to you out of the message translation, it says, since God has so generously let us in on what he is doing, we're not about to throw up our hands and walk off the job just because we run into occasional hard times. We refuse to wear masks and play games. We don't maneuver and manipulate behind the scenes. And we don't twist God's word to suit ourselves. Rather, we keep everything we do and say out in the open, the whole truth on display. So that those who want to can see and judge for themselves in the presence of God. Amen. I want to share this morning from the subject of the unmasked ministry,
1: the unmasked
0: ministry. Let us pray. Gracious Father, we come to you now to thank you, to bless you, to give glory to your name, God. And we ask now, Father, that you would open our hearts and open our minds, O God. Mm -hmm. And we pray, God, that you would open our ears and help us to listen. Mm -hmm. We pray, Father, that you would open our eyes where we want to see Jesus. Then, God, we pray that you'd open our hearts that we might receive him. Mm -hmm. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Blessed Holy Ghost, amen. Amen. The unmasked ministry. Unless you've been in a coma lately, you have noticed a drastic change in our season. Amen. Mm -hmm. I thought we were finally into the fall and season, and it seems like summer just won't let us go. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah. (laughs) Amen. It went back up to 70-something yesterday, and I think they're trying to get up to 80 today. Amen. So I don't think fall will ever get here. But when the changes come and we shift from fall to winter and we go through these season celebrations, and again, unless you've been in a coma, you have noticed that there are advertisements and decorations that are pointing us to Halloween. Mm-hmm. Amen. And as we see these, it reminds me of when I was a child and uh, Halloween was one of those favorite uh, traditions and because you knew you were going to get some candy. Mm-hmm. You knew that it was a time for you as a child to Enjoy dressing up in a little costume and you look forward to it and and you knew that there was some candy on the horizon Mm. All you had to do was walk a little bit and knock on a few doors and say (laughs) trick-or-treat And they were gonna hand out some candy to you but when I look at this I noticed that I Could take a side road and go down the road of Christian legalism And I go down that road, I would know that uh, Halloween is a celebration that is synonymous with sin and evil. Mm -hmm. However, there is a cute side and an innocent side to Halloween. Mm -hmm. And that's when we see our little children dressed up in their little costumes and they go from house to house and they're gathering their candy in a sense of innocence. And we don't want to rob them of that innocence. But at the same time, we want to make sure that along the way that we teach them the real understanding of this. You see, many churches have done this, and they've gone through from the old to the new, and and they began to take these pagan celebrations and transition them to opportunities to promote Christ and to celebrate our Savior. Mm -hmm. But Halloween goes all the way back to 5 BC, where there is a belief in the spirits rose from the dead, and they mingled with the living of that day. Mm -hmm. But the Celts would leave food out on the door to encourage good spirits and to work mass, and they wore masks in order to scare off the bad spirits, as they said, but around 731 to 741 A.D. under the Pope Gregory III, the Roman Catholic Church attempted to do away with the pagan celebration. Pope Gregory III initiated All Saints' Day and, and all three uh, a three-day celebration, originally called All Hollow Tide or All Saints' Tide. Its intent was to change the focus of All Hallows' Eve and celebration of the dead. And especially to the saints and the martyrs and those who were deceased believers. But despite the efforts of Pope Gregory III, the celebration of uh, All Saints' Eve changed and transitioned. And it began to, uh, Halloween began to grow even more. And All Saints' Day continued to grow and to change. And, and as you can imagine, the origin of the dressing and costumes started there. Somewhere along the way, All Saints' Eve or Halloween has turned into a day of purge. People use this day to get all kind of things out of their system. Hallelujah. And oftentimes people would engage in things that would normally they wouldn't normally do. Amen. Now, you know, as an adolescent, many of you, and uh, for a few adolescents that are here, there was a time where you engaged in some, as the grandmom then would say, devilish activity. Amen. Amen. <laughs> toilet paper, somebody's house. Amen. And you know, once you get a certain age, you knock on folks door, they say, you too old to be out here trick or treating. Amen. So you didn't get candy (laughs) and I must tell you, I had a traumatic experience as I was a child and we had went trick or treating one year and we had knocked on a whole bunch of doors and I had gained a whole lot of candy from knocking on those doors. And as I was making my way back to the house, Contemplating which pieces of candy I was going to eat first and, and how I was going to separate my candy once I got back to the house. And as we made our way back through the apartments and I had my bag in my hand and I'm walking along, all of a sudden I felt a tug on my bag and then looked down and the next thing I know I only had my handle in my hand mm-hmm. and there were some pieces of candy on the ground and there was some folk that were running past me. Mm-hmm. I did all that knocking all of that walking to only have my bag snatched. Amen. Now I must tell you that when I got of that age, I decided that it was my turn (laughs) to snatch a bag because somebody has snatched my bag. So I thought that's what you're supposed to do. When you get a certain age, you snatch bags. You don't knock on doors anymore. You snatch bags. Amen. But I hate to. I, I'm happy to tell you that my conscience wouldn't quite let me do it. Amen. I I I, I remember the pain that I felt. I remember the the the. The, the sadness that I felt when all of my candy was taken away in a moment and the mm-hmm. twinkling of an eye and, and the, the trumpet didn't sound either, but <laughs> my candy was taken away. <laughs> but when we think about this Halloween, this a time where people now have engaged in all kinds of activities and they are engaging in things that again, they normally wouldn't engage in simply because it's Halloween mm-hmm. and yes, you have, children having parties and yeah, there are even adults who have parties too. And oftentimes if they have these celebrations, they're engaging in activity that they wouldn't engage in otherwise. And they're considering themselves going through a personal purge to get some things out of their system. They use Halloween as an excuse to fulfill and to satisfy the sinful and lustful desires. They put on a mask in efforts to conceal their identity. And I sure you notice by now that there are some people in the church who are wearing masks. Mm-hmm. They are attempting to concede, convince the follow, fellow worshippers that they are real about the ministry of the gospel. It's time to unmask and be real about ministry. Mm-hmm. Christ has given us, as He says, this great ministry of reconciliation. Mm-hmm. And see, Paul writes the church at Corinth because the church is filled. With problems, if you've ever read the letters of Corinthian, you will find that there were some issues going on in the church, and Paul writes this corrective epistle to straighten out some of the issues that they had there in the church. The church of Corinth had many issues: jealousy and pride in the area of spiritual gifts, disunity, sexual immorality, doctrinal issues. The bottom line is, they could not detect, they cannot detach themselves from the world that they lived in. And if you've ever read anything about Corinth, you'll find that there's this term called, you've been Corinthianized. In other words, the Corinthians had such a bad reputation that folks said, you have been Corinthianized. In other words, you're taking on the characteristics of those folk who live in Corinth. Mm-hmm. So there's a whole lot of things that were happening in Corinth, but not only in Corinth, but they were happening in the church at Corinth. Mm-hmm. And Paul is addressing these through this letter. But when we as Christians can clearly see the glory of the gospel ministry, it will enable us to serve the church and the world better. Amen. And as I share from this text, I want us to first see that we must unmask for better sight. Mm-hmm. Mm. Amen. When you look at the text, it says that therefore, since through God's mercies, we have this ministry. Mm-hmm. We do not lose heart. We see the ministry as a glorious gift. Mm-hmm. Now, I know everybody doesn't see it that way, but as you are a part of the body of Christ, if you are in the church, you should see that you're a part of a glorious ministry. You are a part of a glorious gift to be a part of the ministry of Jesus Christ. Ministry is not an easy thing and, and those who engage in the preaching and teaching ministry We should know by now that ministry is no easy task Amen. And yes, we even we're sitting in the pews or, or whether we are just members of a local church We too engage in ministry mm-hmm. And yes, you too find yourself being challenged from time to time as you engage in the ministry of the gospel of Jesus Christ mm-hmm. But as Paul writes this letter, he said we have this ministry Therefore, since God has given us this ministry, but he goes on to say, and the mercy of God, we have this ministry. Oh, hallelujah. See that right there should have grabbed us when we realized that it's through mercy that we are part of this ministry. In other words, God allowed us to be a part of something that we shouldn't even have our hands on. Oh, hallelujah. I don't know about you. Maybe you were good enough to have your hands on the ministry pile. Maybe you were good enough to be able to be called into this glorious ministry. Maybe you had it all together and God said, I'm picking the right one when He picked you. But I know about me. And I know that it's only by the mercies of God that I have a part in this ministry that I'm a part of. I know that it's only by the mercies of God that he called me out to be a preacher. I know that it's only by the mercies of God that I stand before you today. Because if it had not been for the Lord on my side, if it had not been for the grace of God and the mercies of God, I wouldn't be here today. So that our Paul is telling us and understanding that we got to unmask for better sight. When we can see that there is glory in this ministry, a lot of folks don't see glory in the ministry. All we want to do is complain about the hardships of ministry. Mm -hmm. Well, who better to be able to tell us this than Paul? Paul was one who had been persecuted. Paul was one who had been shipwrecked. Mm -hmm. Paul was one who had been beaten and left for dead. But yet he still carried on the ministry of Jesus Christ. Now I think about this thing and I began to say, well, if I was Paul, Mm -hmm. would I still Keep following God. Mm-hmm. If I was Paul and I was shipwrecked over and over again, mm-hmm. if, if I was Paul and I was beaten and left for dead only to find him getting up off the mat, and walking right back into a city where they had just stoned him. Yeah. If I was Paul, what would make me want to do this? What would give me this? And it's only by the mercies of God that he realized if it had not been for God's mercy, that I would not be able to get up off this mat. If it had not been for God's mercy, I would have never made it through the shipwreck. If it had not been for the mercies of God, when I was bitten by that viper by the fire, I would have never made it out. If it had not been for the mercies of God. Thank you, God. And Paul realized that he had this glorious gift of the ministry, but not only that, he realized that there was a gift of mercy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But Paul goes on to say at the end of that verse, we do not lose heart. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, hallelujah. <laughs> Paul said, I don't lose heart. Everything that I've been through, I still have joy. Yeah. Oh, you know, mama and them used to say that and grandma and them just say that. Oh, I still have joy. Yeah. What happened to the joy of the church of today? Well, what happened to the joy of being in ministry? Well, what happened when things get hard, you still trust and believe and lean on the everlasting arm of God. Grandmom and them taught me a great lesson that no matter how hard it got, you still yeah. trust in the Lord. And no matter how hard got you still believe that God is good that no matter how hard it got you still kept following your Lord and your Savior Jesus Christ I tell you ministry does get hard sometimes ministry can be difficult sometimes and there's some folk who felt like giving up along the way but I dare believe if you understand and you can see That you have this glorious ministry. If you can see that it is only by the mercies of a living God that you are part of this glorious ministry, if you could ever get that in your heart, you'd be just like Paul and say, We lose not our heart. We don't faint not in our service to the Lord. We faint not in our glorious ministry that God has given us. It's hard, yes, it is. But sometimes when you think about just how hard it is, you realize it's by the goodness of God that you've been making it. I've been in ministry now since 2001, and I know that it hadn't been by my own strength yeah. and my own power that I've made it to I've had some challenges here and there I had some ups and I've had some down yeah. but thanks be to God he saw me through every one of them Hallelujah. thanks be to God he Hallelujah. walked me through every journey that I've been on through this Christian walk Hallelujah. and as God has walked with me through this ministry yes I've had some good days yeah. I've had some weary days mm. and I've had some hills to climb yeah. oh but when I look things over yes. and I realize just how God Has been good to me. And I realize that he's been a mighty God. He's been an everlasting God. He's been right there sticking closer than a brother. And because he's done so. He's helped me to see. There are some better things ahead of me. He helped me to see that there are better days ahead of me. Yes there have been some bad days behind me. There have been some rough days behind me. There have been some weary days behind me. But thanks be to God. There's a glorious future in front of me. If I can just hold on to his everlasting hand. When I understand that. God is there for us and he will keep us. Oh, when I learned that God is a keeper, Thank you, mm. Jesus. grandmama and I'm trying to Thank tell you, you certain things and folk in your life yeah. will try to tell you certain yeah. things. Yeah. It's good for us to listen. Yeah. When I realized that there's been some people that have been praying for me, when I realized that there's been God who's had his hand on me, when I realized that it's God who equipped me to do what I do, when yeah. I realize all of this, I realize it's only by the keeping power of almighty God. Yeah. When we realize that God has been keeping us. And we realize that God has not just been keeping us, but he's been keeping us for a reason. And Paul understood it because he said, God, you've been keeping me. And you kept me for a reason. And as he reflects back over into chapter 3 about this glorious ministry that he's had. And he realized that it's gone from an external ministry where we're writing about laws and rules and regulations Mm -hmm. to this glorious internal ministry. Where we're now, as he later on says in chapter 4, we've got this treasure in these earthen vessels. Oh, hallelujah. don't know about you, but I realize I'm just a clay vessel. I'm just a broken vessel, but God has put a great treasure down on the inside of me. God God has put this glorious treasure down on the inside of me. And guess what? You got that great treasure down on the inside of you too. There's a glorious treasure down on the inside of you waiting on you to bring it out, waiting on you to minister through. Yes, it may be hard, but keep on working on that glorious treasure that's on the inside. When you open up and reveal that glorious gift that's on the inside of you, when you open up and reveal Reveal that God has blessed you greatly yes. through the ministry of the gospel of Jesus Christ when you open up that ministry and you begin to open up that clay jar of yours and pour out the gospel of Jesus Christ out into this world yes. they'll receive a glorious treasure like none yes. of them but if we don't ever unmask yeah we won't gain better sight Jesus. and I only have two points this morning and the second one is this we must unmask for service. knows yeah. it says in verse 2 Rather, we have renounced secret and shameful ways. Yes, sir. We do not use deception, mm-hmm. nor do we distort the word of God. Mm-hmm. On the contrary, by setting forth the truth plainly, we commend ourselves to every man's conscience mm-hmm. in the sight of God. Mm-hmm. We unmask for service. Mm-hmm. What I saw in that text is that we we should serve with transparency. Amen. Yes, sir. Yeah. Serve with transparency. Now we know, and, and, and this is, well, I'm not, I'm not bashing the church, but as I say, I got to tell it like it is. Yeah. And, 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 and I'm telling it because we have got to learn to be good Christians. We've got to learn to be what God has called us to be. And, and we can't continue to cloak things. We, we can't continue to hide things. We got to yeah. be more transparent yes. in yes. our ministry. Yes. We've got to learn to have open doors in ministry. Yes. Yes, We've had ministry too long with closed doors. Amen. We had too many people trying to operate in ministry behind closed doors and, and in secret and, and in shameful ways. Yes, and, and, and if we understand that without naming names, you know that there's been an issue that circulated recently. Amen. 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 Certain pastor. Yes. Amen. And, and, and we know that that has circulated throughout the world, but guess what? Some of the people that are help circulate this are Christians. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My God. Instead of us circulating it, we should be praying and defending what God stands for. Yeah. And instead of understanding, some people looking at this saying, that's why I don't go to church. Mm-hmm. No, you don't go to church because you're looking for an excuse yeah. not to go. Yeah. As I tell people all the time, if you see something that is not right, then you say something. Yeah. If you see something that is wrong and you don't change it, then you can move on to something else. Go to some other place and they have a true ministry. Go to some other place where there is transparency. Yeah. And again, we have to be careful because it tells us there that, that we should renounce secret and shameful ways. Yeah. Mm. I shouldn't live a double life. Yeah. Amen. Right. As your pastor, I should not have two families. Yeah. Amen. <laughs> Amen. 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 As your pastor, I should not engage in things that will bring shame not only on my name but on the church. Amen. Yeah. I have to operate in a way that is transparent. I have to operate in when you see my life you know that's who I am. Amen. When you see me as a man in ministry, you know that this is who I am. Yeah. You don't see somebody that's cloaked in a veil. You don't see yeah. somebody that's wearing a mask, but you see exactly who I am. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. And I think Flip Wilson said, what you see <laughs> is what you get. Amen. And that's, we got to learn to see what we see and get what we get out of what we see. Amen. But if we are so caught up in having people play the part, mm-hmm. hypocrites as they call them, but I don't want to be hypocritical. I, I want to be the type of man of God that, that shares with you the truth of God and lives that same truth yeah. before you. Yeah. I don't want to have any secret or shameful ways in me. Yeah. I don't want to come to you with deception, yeah. Yeah. which means we got to learn to operate. We serve with honesty. Yeah. Mm. We've got to learn to get the ministry back to a place of honesty. Amen. People have to learn to be honest in ministry. Mm-hmm. Amen. Yeah. We've got too many truth tell or lies going on in the ministry when we should have truth tellers in the ministry. Yeah. We've got too many people who are engaging in deception when it comes to ministry, when we should be ga- engaging in openness and honesty in the yes. ministry. Yeah. Yes. Amen. Nobody wants to come to church and be lied to. Amen. Nobody wants to go through a, a ministry that's going to lie to them. Amen. And if we understand here, I know what we're doing here at Wesley. And I know that here at Wesley, we're doing everything above board. Everything is on an open shelf. Everything is transparent. There is nothing to hide, and there is nothing to hide from. And I know that because we can engage in ministry in such a way that we are honest in all that we do. And because of that, I believe that's why God is blessing us. Amen. I believe that's why God has opened doors for us. I believe that's why God has made ways for us because we have honored, honored him through operating in a ministry of transparency and honesty. Amen. And Paul is here sharing that we got to put away some things. Put away some things that cause shame. Put us away some things that are secret and and hidden. And we gotta learn to put away things that are deceptive. Yes, Yes, sir. We can't do deceptive things, but we gotta learn to handle things openly and honestly. And then we've got, as he says here, and nor do we distort the word of God. That is a big danger in the church today. People that are distorting the word of God, people that are taking the word of God, and as they say. Twisting it for their own usage and their own good to suit their own personal motives. Yes, sir. We've got to learn to preach the word of God and preach it in its truth and preach it with integrity. Yes. We've got to serve with integrity because if i come to you and I share a word with you that is not lining up with the scripture. And that's why usually I know some people may say, why do you read the verses? Because I want you to see exactly what the scripture says. Yeah. And as I share with you yeah. out of the scripture text, I pray by now you figured out that you shouldn't have a hard time following me yeah. in the sermon. I pray by now that you should know you should be able to look at the text and see exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah. And if you look at the text, you'll see that there says that we don't distort the word of God. Yeah. That's why I'm telling you like it is today. Yeah. That's why I'm not coming to you to sugarcoat yeah. what it's saying here yeah. in the text today, because yeah. there are issues in the church. Yeah. There are troubles in the church. Yeah. And if we decept people, deceive people, and if we continue to operate behind a cloak, and if we're dishonest in what we do, we won't be in people that operate in integrity, Amen. but we'll be the type of people who keep everything cloaked and have our own means and service by what we sharing through the word of God. Jesus. we got to learn to tell the truth, the whole truth and nothing but the truth. Amen. So help us God. Amen. But as Paul goes on to say that on the contrary, mm-hmm. by setting forth the truth yes, sir. plainly, yeah. we commend ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of God. Mm-hmm. In other words, test what I say. Mm-hmm test what I do. Mm -hmm. If you don't see the truth in me, call it out. If you don't hear the truth coming from me, call it out. If you don't see me operating with character and integrity, call it out. If you don't see me operating with honesty and transparency, call it out. We've got to learn to be the type of people that that there is no word that could come against us. Our character must be above reproach. We must have a good reputation. We must have the type of reputation that will stand the test of fire. We must have the type of reputation. Even if slanderous words come against us, Amen. our reputation will outlast that. Why? Because Amen. we operated in truth and integrity and character. Amen. We can't continue to operate in a masked way. And when we operate in this masked way, we find ourselves doing a disservice not only to the body of Christ, but we do ourselves a disservice. Amen. And as I share this last part of this, I want to show you illustration. Mm. Mm. A lot of times we put on the mask Mm. and we try to come to ministry Mm. with a mask on Mm. to try to cloak ourselves Mm. behind the mask. You don't really know what my face looks like behind this mask. And a lot of times we communicate our facial expressions till. Mm. Yeah. What was inside of us. Right. But if my face is cloaked, mm-hmm. you can't really see my true emotions. Yeah, right. You can't really tell. But let me help you out here. Behind the mask, there's some limitations. Mm-hmm. Yes. Your sight is limited. Yeah. yeah. Because of the mask and the structure of the mask, there's some places that you can't see. Yes. There's some things that you can't get your Eyes on the peripheral is blocked because of the mask. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. But we don't care about that. Mm-hmm. We just want to have the mask on. Yes. And then there are some prohib things that prohibit us from seeing clearly. Mm-hmm. The eye lens in which I look through in this mask is limited. Mm-hmm. That means that I can only see in a certain area. Yeah. But if we don't care about that, we'll keep the mask on. Mm-hmm. Because of the sight limitation. It affects my ability to move without the mask. I can see peripheral things Mm -hmm. without the mask. I can move freely without the mask. I can move in such a way that would allow me to move faster and quicker would allow me to move in the areas. I probably wouldn't have been able to move in if I had not the mask on. But one thing you should probably know by now, the mask also prohibits your ability to communicate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, hallelujah. Yeah. If you haven't figured it out by now, my voice has quite changed since I put the mask on yeah, yeah, yeah. and because I got the mask on, it prohibits me from clearly communicating the way that I desire. Yeah. Oh, but thanks be to God. When you take yes. the mask off, yes. you can begin to see hallelujah. in ways that you couldn't yes. see before you can begin to move in ways that yes. you couldn't move before. Yes. And you began to communicate in a way that you couldn't communicate yes. before. So let's take the mask off in ministry and begin to operate with character and integrity. Let's take the mask off of the ministry and began to do what's right in the eyes of the Lord. Let's take the mask off in ministry and do as God has called us to do. I'm so glad that we had a savior that didn't put a mask on, but he came down here openly before man. He came down here with character and honesty and integrity. He came down here and lived a transparent life and nothing stopped him. But guess what? He faced some hard times while he was here in ministry. For Folk talked about him. Folk beat him and shelled him up on a wooden cross. Folk took him and took him for granted. Yes, and even those folk who abused him and talked about him, they hung him on a tree and they hung him wide up on that tree. Mm -hmm. Oh, but thanks be to God. He hung there openly taking the shame for you and me, even though he had no shame, he took your shame he took my shame, he took the sins of the world upon him and died on that cross at Calvary, he wouldn't have been able to do that if he couldn't see clearly he wouldn't have been able to move that way if he couldn't see clearly, All oh, but because he could, could see clearly, he moved in the way that he did, because he saw clearly what God was trying to do, he went to that old rugged cross at Calvary because he understood that the Father had given him a glorious ministry he didn't let anything hold him back He wasn't going to give up, even though it got rough sometimes, even though it got hard sometimes, even though they falsely accused him, even though they took him to six. Fixed trial even though they beat him all night long he stopped there, right there and he hung it out and he said I'm not gonna give up on him." even when he got to the garden of Gethsemane and it got a little rough that night and he asked some other folk to come and pray with him he said but y'all can't stay woke not one hour and he went back to pray again and he came back and found them sleep again and he went back to pray again yes it was getting rough in that garden and yes it got so rough he said father if it be your will Take this cup from me. He said, but nevertheless, I've come to the place, oh God, that rough times I'm going to see it through. Hard times I'm going to see it through. Yes, God, you got me in a rough spot, but I'm going to keep going until I make it to that cross. I'm going to keep going until I pay that sin debt. I'm going to keep going until I finally realize what it means to be the Lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world. And as he hung there on that tree and he gave up the ghost at Calvary. And right now, if he was in a Baptist church, they will say, oh, this Sunday morning. He got up out of that grave. And because he got up early Sunday morning, he got up with all power in his hand. And as he got up out of that grave, he got up for you and he got up for me. He got up so that we could see clearly. He got up so that we could serve him better. But we got to learn to take off the mask. Stop wearing a mask when you come to church. Stop wearing a mask when you're out in the world. Don't put a mask on anymore, but go out and let people see who you are. I'm a child of the living God, and that's how I'm going to carry myself. I'm a child of the Most High King, and that's where I'm going to move in the world. I'm a child of the true and the living God, and that's how I'm going to carry Thank you, Yes, Because I'm going to take the mask off. Yes, God. I can see better. And if I take the mask off, I can serve better. Yes, yes, yes. Amen. Thank you. Hallelujah. Don't continue to be a masked Christian. As I tell people all the time, God doesn't need long range of Christians. He wants Christians that are willing and able. Yes. And we are willing. He can make us able. Amen? Amen. 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 Thank you for tuning in today. We pray that this message was a blessing to you. If it was, drop us an email at WesleyOnMain at yahoo.com. That's WesleyOnMain at yahoo.com to let us know how this message has touched your life. Until next time, God bless.